there, I'm Michelle Bunch, and this is Enthusiasm Diaries. Enthusiasm is contagious, and in this podcast, we get to share in the enthusiasm of others and perhaps spark some of our own curiosity along the way. Thanks so much for listening. I am so excited to be here today with Casey Poe. Casey is a brand photographer who helps adventurous entrepreneurs tell their story. And I can't wait to share more of her story with you all today. And thanks, Casey, so much for being here. Well, Casey, I wonder if you could just um, just start us off, share a little bit about what initially got you interested in photography. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me yeah. on the podcast. I'm super, super stoked to be on here, or I guess I should say enthusiastic <laughs> to be on here. But I uh, first got interested in photography because my husband and I went to Nepal two years ago. Actually, we left two years ago today, the day that we are recording. Which and I just, that seems like meant to be, right? Right. So here we I are know. Yeah. To reflect yeah. on exactly two years. Ago. Thank you, universe. And uh, yeah, so he bought a camera and just got super into like landscape photography. And we were doing a bunch of training with hiking. And so I figured I'm going to be really, really bored on hikes if I don't kind of get into photography. But like was, I need something to do. Exactly. Yeah. But it was really once we landed in Kathmandu and it was just total chaos. We're walking around the downtown area and trying to find a place to eat because we'd been traveling for days to get there. And I just mindlessly snapped a photo of a couple of kids working a food cart. Mm. And it wasn't until I got back to the hotel a little bit later on that I looked at the photo and realized, oh my goodness, these kids are maybe 11 or 12 years old. I really have no idea. But just the story of resiliency and hardship that the photo told, it kind of made me tear up just a little bit. And that was when I decided, holy moly, I really want to start taking portraits of people to be able to tell more of these types of stories. Was it seeing them doing something? Was it seeing like what you couldn't describe in words or? or It's kind of, so the term is called the in-between moments. Okay. And they weren't looking at the camera. They were very involved in what they were doing. So you were really capturing them, Mm -hmm. working their craft. Mm. I guess you would say. Yeah, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. Like, because you feel it in your body? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. How did you notice that? It was kind of like a gut feeling Mm -hmm. where I just got really excited. And then again, just, you know, being brought like almost to tears, like just just a little single tear where you're just like, whoa. Yeah. So you just have that pause, I guess. Yeah. Like, okay, there's something to this. Mm -hmm. So what happened next? Once we got back from Nepal, I just started listening to a lot of photography podcasts because I was still commuting to work every day. And so I had like an hour in the car. And so I listened to a ton of podcasts and I happened upon a brand photographer and she was just talking about how she was working with entrepreneurs to tell both sides of their kind of like their personal side as well as their business side. Yeah. And so like the whole person. Exactly. And so in that moment... I decided, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't even own a camera at that point. I still just had the iPhone and just decided, okay, I'm going to start a brand photography business. And so this was November of 2019. Okay. And I 
I bought my camera in March of 2020, right before everything. Oh, perfect timing. Right before everything <laughs> shut down. Right. <laughs> they did give me something to do, though, during quarantine, was learning how to use the camera. Yeah, there you go. And luckily, there were flowers to take photos of. That helped. Yeah, yeah. you had something to yeah. captivate your attention. Exactly. Time. Yeah. But I think that's such a powerful thing that you're like, okay, I don't even own a camera, but this is my, like, this is my path. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Were people in your life surprised? Were they like... What do you think? I would like to say they were, but they probably weren't because (laughs) that's just kind of my personality. Once I decide I'm going to do something, it's just all in. Okay. And that's just the way. You're in or out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That's just the way I roll with it. That's how you roll. So you you spend that time, like, again, podcasts are such a great resource of Mm -hmm. what you can learn. Did you, like, how else did you feel like you could, I mean... It sounds like emotionally and like energetically, you were like, I'm in, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. I'm, and I think that goes such a long way, but was there other things you did to learn like technical things that were needed being that this was so new to you? I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I took uh, Skillshare classes as well. So I did sign up for a membership with Skillshare and those were so incredibly helpful. And I took a lot of really bad photos. I still take a lot of really bad photos. (laughs) But I mean, say that because it's like, yeah, anything you start, how would you know? Right? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, luckily I did the, uh, like the person that I heard about brand photography from, she ended up having a course that I purchased. And then I also did a mastermind with her and she would do monthly photo critiques. And those were so incredibly helpful. So, you know, as an artist, you have to be very open to receiving criticism. I was going to say, that's not always easy. No, it's not. (laughs) But it gives you the opportunity to grow. And you look back at some of those first photos and you just kind of, you know, like faced upon Mm -hmm. thinking, oh my goodness, how did I put that out in the world and think it was good? But if you're not putting the stuff out when you're first starting out and embarrassed by it then right. you probably started too late right so right I'm sure you know like when you go and listen to your first episode oh, yeah. years later you're gonna think oh boy <laughs> but it's that whole like you just have to start because if you don't exactly. just start then you're never gonna get it out there and mm-hmm. then you also see progress exactly because if you yeah. can look at something you once thought was like great and then you're like oh yeah. it also shows you've gotten better mm-hmm. but man that it's a I mean I know people are more and more talking about but that is super vulnerable, like, yeah. to say, oh, gosh, like, critique something that I care about. And it can right. feel really close to, like, who you yeah. are as a person. You have to be incredibly open mm-hmm. to receiving that feedback mm-hmm. and just knowing, hey, this is going to make me a better artist, a better photographer. Yeah. And improve my work. Yeah. And you did it. And yeah. you're, you keep – because I want to just say that when I – I had um, seen some of your work like through Instagram and I am not, I don't know much about photography, but I saw your, like, I guess, page on Instagram and I was like, these pictures are really good. And I'm not just saying that, like what I, what I liked about it, it was like very much like I've, I didn't know the people you were taking pictures of, but I was like, you gave an essence of somebody. And I wonder if you could speak to one, like, it sounds like learning about brand photography was like such a thing where you're like, that's it. But also 
well, maybe just answer that. Like, what about just brand photography and bringing out like that essence first appeal to you? Because I think clearly you're doing the right thing. And when I've seen your work, but how did you know that was the area you wanted to focus on? Well, thank you so much. And I knew it was the area that I wanted to focus on because I had previously owned a spa in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And when I got pictures taken that I felt really showed my personality and I was really proud of, it up-leveled my game because I was not afraid to show my website anymore. Mm -hmm. And people had mentioned, yeah, I booked with you because you had a really pretty website Mm -hmm. and I really liked your photos. So I think with that past experience of being a business owner, it helped me to be able to connect with other business owners, but also... We live in such a social media dominated world that you really want to know the person you're going to do business with before you actually meet them. True. And so, okay, you may pick a realtor or your mortgage lender and see on their Instagram, oh, hey, they climb 14ers too. Heck yeah, I'm going to work with them versus, you know, before you may have not had access to some of their personal life, but just creating those instant connections with people is so incredibly valuable. And that's what I hope to bring to my clients is to be able to help them create that instant connection. Well, I think you're doing it because I was even like looking at it and I was like, man, if I needed like a personal trainer, like I like the look of that person. And like, I mean, I, I wish I even had it up right now to show, but I, I felt like just the quality of who you were of the images portraying that like really shone through. And, and I, it made me want to work with those people. So, and I'm not just saying that, like I, and then I was like, maybe I need pictures like that. Like, it's so amazing, but how do you, how do you do it? Because I, i I think it's hard to, to feel comfortable, like smiling and how much do you smile and like, how should I stand and what do I do with my arms? I wonder if you could just share a little bit about like your process and how you make people feel comfortable. It's a couple of things. So number one, we always have a, I call it like a discovery call. And so this is just, you know, a 15 minute chat to make sure we're going to jive. Yeah. And if, if we're not jiving, then I'm, I'm not going to like let you hire me. Right. And, and you can probably tell that really quick. Immediately. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's felt on both sides, mm-hmm. honestly. Right. And once we, you know, like have the, the discovery call and figure out, okay, we are going to be, you know, a good match. Let's go on a second date. <laughs> I will have you fill out what's called a brand questionnaire. Okay. And in this questionnaire, it's going to take you 20 to 30 minutes because I asked some very detailed questions about your business, maybe some of your personal goals, your business goals in three to five years Wow! to really dig in so I can get to know you and your business better. And then we're going to spend about an hour going through that brand questionnaire and planning out your photo shoot. So during that time, and I always make sure it's either in person or via Zoom so we can have that, just like that face, like quote unquote face-to-face interaction. And so I know that, you know, like we're both focused and I can kind of read your body language and you can read mine. Mm -hmm. And it makes the photo shoot day so much more Mm -hmm. comfortable because we've had those few interactions 
before. So you're familiar. You're like a friend that you're hanging out with. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And so I think that that helps a ton, just kind of twofold, that you are more familiar with me, so you feel more comfortable with me. And also that I know some of the ins and outs of your business. And I always stalk my clients beforehand. So, you know, like Ellen from Holly Mays, I listened to that podcast with her and it gave me so much insight into other aspects of her and her business that I could bring to life Mm. in the photo shoot. So you really, you really take a lot of time. I do. Like there's a lot of time that is spent both before and after Mm -hmm. the photo shoot that, you know, I spend prepping for it, choosing the location and just the vibe that we really want to achieve. And then, you know, afterward doing all the editing. Well, sure. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Do you think, and it's nothing like negative about other photographers, but like, is this typical? Like it, I don't, I don't know for sure. Okay. If it is, I feel like it's not yeah. because at least my clients have told me, oh, I've never worked with anybody that has done anything like yeah. this before. And, you know, this is all, these are all things that I learned from Meg, the photographer that I took the course from. Yeah. And I feel like that's what really kind of sets brand photographers apart mm-hmm. versus like, oh, I just need some headshots. Right, right, right. Where, you know, it's like you're going to spend maybe five minutes mm-hmm. with that person, but not really right. get to know them. Like, sure, you're going to get a great image, but sure. nobody is, none of their friends are going to comment on it and say, wow, that person saw you mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, and, and then they were then you get an right, and then you get an image of them that like is is not just them looking like really beautiful, but in their element. So it's like mm-hmm. it, it's it's like their essence shines through. Yeah. I mean, I like when I looked at your pictures, I'm like, wow, these are like truly really amazing. And I, yeah, I I mean, I feel like I have appreciation for photography. Yeah. I don't know a lot about it, but I was like, this feels like next level. Oh, um, thank you. So, I mean, there's something to it. What, um, well, can, I guess, can you share a little bit about like, because this is all very recent. And again, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty amazing what you've been able to create for yourself, a new skill of business, something you're clearly very good at, but what, what, what were you doing before, I guess, Nepal? <laughs> I have a background in skincare. As I mentioned, I had a spa in Dallas. So I've been a licensed esthetician for, oh gosh, 12 years now. Okay. And while I was working my spa, I started just talking about nutrition Mm -hmm. quite a bit because I realized with my own skin how nutrition had an impact in it. And so I decided to become a nutritional therapy practitioner as well to really be able to treat the skin both topically, but also from the inside. And so that has just been so incredibly helpful too. So another thing that I help my clients with is to get ready for their photo shoot. So I'll send over some skincare and nutrition tips as well. That way, you know, they show up just feeling like glowy and, you know, yeah, we all want super glowy, confident. right? Yep. <laughs> what a, like, I love that so much because it's like all the pieces of you that are there in this perfect way of being like, wow, I can, I have this expertise in skin and nutrition. I'm going to bring that to what I'm doing. And that's a whole nother part of the experience. I mean, like talk about that's like third level, not just next (laughs) level. Yeah. It makes total sense. And why don't we talk about that more? 
I mean, part of it could be that so much you can edit out. I mean, you know, if you have some pimples, it's super easy for me to edit those out. But what I cannot edit is confidence. And that 100% shows through. So I've had examples of a client where she just was not feeling this outfit Mm -hmm. and she added a scarf and all of a sudden she walked in and was just like, I'm going to own this place. Really? And it was just that one little outfit change and it just made her feel so much more Mm. confident and you could 100% see it. In the photos. Like in her posture. Her posture, her, she was just, her face lit up Mm -hmm. as soon as she felt like she was owning the room with that outfit. And so when you show up and you're, you feel really good, just, you know, you had a great night's sleep, your skin is glowing, you're mentally alert, you show up and you are ready to just rock it. Yeah. And you feel comfortable with the person. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. And that's, I think that goes a long way because you could do all those things, right? And like feel glowy, right? Yeah. But if there's something like a weird vibe with the photographer in this case, that can also make you feel kind of uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and sounds like all the things you do to prep for that help. But are there other things like, it sounds like you're just very in tune with yourself, obviously, (laughs) and who you're working with, but... Are there things that just kind of help it to feel like a comfortable or fun or just like relaxing experience? I mean, usually we, I'm able to figure out some kind of common connection during our, uh, like the photo shoot planning session. And so I'm able to ask questions about that or I'll have people, you know, visualize like, okay, think about helping, you know, your favorite client Mm -hmm. or think about like the buttercream that you make. Think about the buttercream. How much people love that (laughs) buttercream, you know. And so I think that helps. Uh, I did have one guy drink a beer beforehand because, you know, he needed to to relax a little bit. (laughs) But being able to pick up on that and say, okay, like maybe just the energetic state you're in right now, like, how can we feel like really our best? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's also something that's unique too, to be clued into that enough to be like, no, think about this, be in this place. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I think that also maybe more people do that than I'm aware, but it sounds unique. And it sounds like, yeah, that no wonder you're getting such amazing photos because people are like in a place where they're showcasing what they're doing and they're proud of what they're doing and they're Mm -hmm. they're able to show that I mean it's amazing yeah and it's so interesting when you really ask people about their work and they can as you mentioned like show how proud they are Mm -hmm. of it it really showcases Mm -hmm. through the photos like lights them up oh absolutely which honestly fits with like enthusiasm too where it's Mm -hmm. like if you're talking about those things, it does show, it does show. And maybe you see, you see that in a very visual way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are they? I would want to like interview them right when you kind of talk to them about that. But yeah, Yeah. that's that's amazing. Well, I wonder, um, I mean, I clearly just think you're doing something you're meant to be doing, bringing all the parts of you into that and making people feel really at ease and able to showcase and show that essence of themselves. Um, What other things about you are things that really get you feeling that lit up feeling? Oh gosh, I would say anything adventure wise yeah. and 
Uh, especially I'm way into running. So like ultra marathons and traveling around all of those, all those things are, they light me up. They light you up. We were, we were just talking a little bit about your recent trip and joking about, I thought when you gave a mileage and kilometer, or I guess a kilometer amount, I assumed it was a bike and it wasn't. <laughs> um, can you share a little bit about what you, you recently did? Cause it's amazing. Uh, yeah. So on Saturday I did a 55 K which is 35 miles of a trail run in Crested Butte. And it was just stunning with the like the fall foliage and the course was up just spectacular. Like by far the favorite, my favorite ultra, but it was uh, actually a really, really fun week. My friend and I, we did a week long road trip in her van. So we started off the Saturday before in Zion doing a half marathon, ended up in Vegas to do some rock climbing, a side little detour to Los Angeles. And then I came back through Joshua Tree, Horseshoe Bend. I just stopped at all of the places and it was an absolutely just incredible week. Well, it topped off by a 55K. I was going to say, just the fact that you said, of all my ultras, which (laughs) I'm like, that's a sentence not a lot of people would say. How many have you done? I think this was number six. You lost out. Yeah, well, if you count when I paced my friend. Okay. So I wasn't technically a racer. So but it's you, six if you count that one. It's five if, like, I actually have the race bib. Okay. One or two hands. Yeah. Of, okay. Yeah. Depending. <laughs> well, and you, I mean, what an amazing experience. And, and you talked about, like, climbing, like, a half marathon, climbing a mountain. I wonder if you could just share a little bit about, like, what, and you kind of, Lost over a few a few of the big things in there but share a little bit about like what you like about all that because clearly being in nature you're talking mm-hmm. about beautiful fall colors but w- I guess share a little bit more about like what that's like for you to just just be kind of it sounds like up for anything mm-hmm. and like down for an adventure I guess just tell us more I would say it's almost twofold in a weird way so it's like type two fun where you are really challenging yourself and pushing those boundaries. Right. I, I really find joy in that. And in in the moment when it's hard or after or both, but honestly, I've been able to embrace it in the moment or like kind of trained myself. Yeah. Okay. This really kind of sucks right now, but I'm okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make it you know, it's... I'll survive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, there's been situations where it's like, Ooh, I don't know. But for the most part, you know, it's been, okay, just, it sucks temporarily, but it's going to be okay. Like it slides into type three fun. <laughs> and, uh, but it's, I really enjoy the challenge and pushing myself and kind of like finding that limit right. of where you can go. But Have then, you found a limit? A few times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's been a few times, uh, in particular over Labor Day weekend, there was a 14er where I got sketched out mm-hmm. and I was like, nope, I'm done mm-hmm. and turned around. It was almost like a premonition that just was said, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And so I turned around and yeah. I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely been a few times where I actually listened to that little gut feeling that told me, no, don't yeah. do it. It's usually not wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And, but also, you know, I just really enjoy being in nature and disconnected 
And it's the one place where it's almost meditative mm-hmm. in a way where I feel just very connected and at peace and grounded. Yeah. Just, yeah. So very opposite where it's pushing the boundaries, but then also feeling very at peace. At peace. Yeah. How do you, well, gosh, I have so many questions, but just being at peace, is that like just having your mind quiet, like being in the moment, like not thinking ahead to stuff Mm -hmm. or how would you better describe it? I would say being in the moment, Mm -hmm. especially as a business owner, you're constantly thinking about what should I do next? Oh, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I have a hard time when I'm, I guess, in town or in the front country, mm-hmm. disconnecting. Right. And almost that forced just being like, there's literally no cell phone service. Like, I am not available. So yeah. I, I'm unreachable. Yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like those moments are incredibly refreshing and recharging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you can't, even if you wanted to, you can't work. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. you just have to enjoy the lovely starry sky or Mm -hmm. fall colors or whatever it is. Okay. Yeah. And then with that, like, the type two fun, the, like, really pushing your limits, like, it sounds like you find the the pleasure in both the after and the, the during, but... Do you, is it that feeling of like runner's high or like accomplishment or like after you do something like that, that's like, wow, like look what I just did. How do you feel after? Is that different than how you feel in the moment? Well, after you're usually just like, I want a beer. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And one of those like silver blankets. Yeah, right. I don't know. It's definitely a feeling of accomplishment where you feel that sense of pride that okay I just ran 34 ish 35 miles and like I still feel pretty good and it's I don't know it's definitely that sense of accomplishment and just telling yourself okay I knew I could do this and I did it Mm. that's like Look like proving yourself right in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's yeah. so cool. And it's mindset. It's so mindset. Cause we were, before mm-hmm. we recorded, I was asking you about kind of the difference between doing a half marathon and 35 miles or <laughs> 55K. Right. And obviously there's a huge difference like mileage wise, but I was asking, we kind of had a discussion about mindset within that, mm-hmm. which I found super interesting and maybe you can just share a little bit about that it was so interesting because when I did the half marathon at mile 11 12 my legs hurt and I was so ready to be done with it yeah it was just like oh man like I'm so glad that there is only one mile left but then during the 55k when we hit the 13 mile mark there was a an aid station there and I felt great at that point. Mm-hmm. And it just really goes to show no matter what distance really you're running, your legs are going to hurt mm-hmm. the last like mile or so. Mm-hmm. And it's just all about your mindset of, okay, this is what, this is what we're doing today. And yeah. And I feel go. okay. Cause I have a lot longer to go. Yeah. Right. Like and you just don't let being, yourself, I guess, kind of open to it and really, I don't know if you want to say experiencing it or yeah, just kind of going with the flow and 
oh my gosh, so this is a funny story. When I paced my friend for a hundred mile race, there was another guy that was also doing the race and he had, he was from California and had kind of like the long surfer dude hair. And after the race, he was just kind of like playing with his hair and he was like, I was just chilling like during the race. And so I always go back to that when it's kind of in a moment of, this isn't exactly comfortable or this kind of sex. It's like, oh, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. Like just I'm chilling. A, which is like, I'm okay. Like, got like it. I'm fine. I but don't it's, have to freak out. Yeah. It's kind of one of those things where you're like, I'm just chilling. It's I'm cool. Just chilling. Yeah. On mile 30. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I love exactly. that so much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just like, can't even really comprehend that, but I, Think it's so cool and um tell me like more about like how obviously so mindset is huge and we hear that and you give up such a perfect example does that come up in other ways in terms of how like you view like something that might be an annoyance or like something that happens that not according to plan like do you notice how like it's almost like you do such physical training but it's mental training for like stress. I mean, does any of that, does anything come up just thinking about that? I feel like when I forget the exact kind of like quote, but it's, you know, life is 10% of what happens to you, 90% of how you react Mm -hmm. to it. And so, you know, we jokingly said we ended up in Los Angeles. So there was an incident where some keys were lost and a friend missed a flight. So we ended up doing a road trip, unexpected road trip from Vegas to Los Angeles. And so it was in order to get get her home, right? Yes, exactly. So the one friend she needed to get home to because she was starting a new job the next day and it could have been there were three of us that ended up doing the trip from Vegas to LA and it could have been a really just awful kind of situation where we were all like angry at each other and upset exactly and all of us just kind of had the mindset of okay cool this is what we're doing now like let's make the most of it we get, you know, five extra hours in the car to, you know, sing and chat and just, you know, do all those kinds of things. And we get to go to the beach, stop by Joshua Tree now, and it just became an entirely different trip. Mm. So it's almost accepting it. And then, okay, how can we make the best of this instead of dwelling on, oh, now we have to drive kind of 10 hours right out of our way. gas is expensive and all these things. Exactly. Yeah. But it's just... I don't know, I would say kind of being in the moment and accepting it and just having the mindset of, okay, this is, it is what it is and we're going to make the most of it. Mm -hmm. Like you can't change the keys at that point. Exactly. Yeah. So you could spend those extra 10 hours like moping or angry or, Mm -hmm. or you could like get to go to the beach in Joshua Tree and karaoke in the car. Exactly. Yeah. I know people listening can't see your face, but like talking about going to LA and the beach and Joshua Tree, like you light up. Yeah. And like you wouldn't have had that experience. Yeah. It was so much fun. My friend and I, we did a photo shoot in Joshua Tree. We climbed up on rocks in our fancy ball gowns. What? (laughs) Yeah. We had the best time. And you wouldn't, and had you not, you wouldn't have had that. No. But you also could have like had that road trip and been like, some people would have been like, 
a grump about the whole thing. Exactly. Some people would have driven that whole way in silence and just been upset. Like passive aggressive or something. Exactly. And, you know, the three of us talked about it and we were so incredibly grateful for Mm -hmm. each other that we were all kind of on the same page of just go with the flow and is what it is. Yeah. It's cool. We'll make the most of it. Yeah. Yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh, I just, I love that. I feel like there's so many ways you could think about that, but maybe that's just more of those moments where you're just like, I'm just in it Mm -hmm. and this is where I'm at. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, do you have thoughts for like where, and again, maybe not wanting to go too much into the future, but like where you can see yourself taking brand photography, mm-hmm. just kind of getting back to that or, or bringing the other pieces of you that we sort of have talked about into ideas for the future? A couple of ideas uh, have come to me recently. So first one is to create an online program that would actually help people to get ready for their photo shoots. So That's more awesome. photographers could offer this program to their clients, you know, and I mean, it helps with the photographers too, because it's less editing if people have clear skin when they show up and sure. if they're feeling more confident. And then I've also thought about, I recently did a like faux elopement shoot. And Fun. so this couple, they got married during COVID just in a courthouse and never got wedding photos. Mm-hmm. And so we did that photo shoot and it was so much fun. Oh, like I never thought fun. that I would want to go down that path, but that could be in the future. So wildly different with yeah. brand versus elopement. But, you know, just thinking about instead of maybe a specific genre of photography being with my person. Mm. So she may get married and then start a business. Oh, that's a cool way to look at it. And yeah. then you know her from that experience and that exactly knowing knowing that then helps to like really know her within the context of business. Is mm-hmm. that what you mean? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, I love that. It's and it's the relationship then that mm-hmm. you're building on. Yep. Which is so cool. Oh, I love that. I want I feel like people would really want your your class. And I don't want to give too much away as far as like what some of your content would be, but I mean, can I ask you, would there be some like top tips that you might like, if, like a teaser for your soon to be class of like, what would be some of those tips? Oh, that yeah. you might? Absolutely. So a couple of tips, number one, hydrate. Okay. So your skin is absolutely going to show if you are dehydrated. So drinking half of your body weight in ounces per day. Okay. So if you weigh 150 pounds, drinking 75 ounces mm-hmm. of water, that's going to help a ton. It also is going to help with your mental clarity. Like, like I've heard that and you should do that every day, but prior to a photo shoot, like is there a time period of being super intentional with hydration and when that shows up or is it just good all around? I mean, it's good all all around, but I mean, most likely it's not going to happen. So at least like three days. Okay. Three days is going to, it's going to help you quite a bit. And, uh, not having alcohol the night before your shoot. And so, you know, a lot of times people are like, Oh, I just need that glass of wine to kind of wind down and help me fall asleep. And while it might make you fall asleep quicker, it will disrupt some of those later sleep cycles so you're going to wake up not quite as rested you might have some dark circles and it's also going to make your skin look a little dehydrated Mm -hmm. when you show up and you're not going to be as like mentally sharp right 
And lastly, I would say start taking a collagen supplement. We talked about this. The uh, I'm a big fan of the vital proteins they make. Just a powder you can throw in your coffee. You cannot taste it. They even do a coffee creamer. And that's just really going to help kind of like plump up your cells in a good way. Give you, give you that nice little glow. Yeah, I'm like, all the glow. Give me all the glow. All the glow, yes. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's just good, good tips anyway. And of course, if you're going to get photos, but... Uh, well, I love I love talking about this. Is there anything else that just kind of comes up when we? I, I'm I feel like there is some symbolicness about it's been exactly two years that we get to I know talk together. Right? I feel like there's something to that. Like that seems cool and weird, but yeah. I mean, even just reflecting on that, does it feel like two years within a pandemic to totally get a new? profession mm-hmm. and new business. I mean, does it feel like two years or can you reflect on that a little bit? It feels both like two years. It almost feels like a lifetime ago, but then also yesterday with, I don't know, I just kind of feel like 2020 was such a blur and almost like a muted year, but very loud year Yeah. at the same time. And I mean, I'm so incredibly grateful for the trip that it really it opened my eyes not only to photography, but I think it with the, I guess, kind of quote unquote failure of not making it to base camp with getting sick, it very much opened my eyes to checking my ego and also really being in the moment because I used to just think, okay, we have to hike as fast as we can to get to the summit and don't stop to take any photos. Whereas now I am much more open to taking the time to appreciate everything mm. around me. More about the journey. Exactly. Like yeah, such a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. The journey and the process versus just getting there. The mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the and in the midst of that, you like had this experience that made you a photographer. I love yeah, that. Exactly. I love that. Well, how can people find you? Or if they want to work with you. I am most active on Instagram. So it's elegant adventure photo with periods in between the words. And then also my website is elegant adventure photo. Awesome. As well. And those are the best two places. I'm not really on Facebook. So yeah. Yeah. Yay. Well, I am like, I want, I want photos with you. I've like, was we already talking about people I know in my life that I'm like, would probably would love to work with you, but um, this has been so amazing to get to know you and oh gosh, to so much fun. Doing. So much fun, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Casey. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Please leave a review and share with a friend. And if you're enthusiastic about something and want to share it, please contact me at michelle at enthusiasmdiaries.com. At